Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode is weekly watch list number 30. I think we're at 30 now, which is pretty crazy anyway. I've got a lot to talk about again. I've watched so many f***ing movies. So, let's just get right into it. Saturday the 23rd, I watched a new film, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I watched it. It's the remake, it's the animated Cats version remake of Blazing Saddles. And obviously it's not as good as Blazing Saddles because that is an iconic comedy that will never be beaten. And although Pause of Fury had a fairly decent cast, Michelle Yeoh's in that, she's been in everything recently. But yeah, the cast is all right. And some of the, some of the techniques used make it kind of a bit of an elevated kids film but ultimately it was very boring and bland and I hated it so yeah let's move on from that after this I watch Space Jam A New Legacy I don't know why it was on TV it was on Sky right you can go and watch Pause of Fury by the way on Sky right now or in cinemas in the States Space Jam A New Legacy that's also on Sky right now go and watch that love that film talked about it enough already but fantastic love LeBron James love basketball love Bugs Bunny love space jam right then i watched a new prime film called anything's possible this is a gen z rom-com kind of thing directed by billy porter and it stars a young trans girl who basically just lives her life right she's got passions she's at school she's thinking about what college to go to she's got a youtube channel she wants to find romance so it's just a rom-com it's just a sweet gen z rom-com even though i hate gen z and i'm, I'm probably a part of gen z to be fair but yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was awful, but it's not my cup of tea. So I can understand that it's going to be very poignant and very meaningful to a lot of people, so I can respect that. But yeah, for me, didn't really do anything because I'm not, I'm not a target demographic and I bloody hate Gen Z, so forget that. Anyway, the day after this Sunday, I went to the cinema to watch Where the Crawdads Sing. I can confirm there are no crawdads singing in this film. Very weird, but Daisy Edgar-Jones is pretty good in it. The film overall, I, I may need to watch it again. However, it's so, it's so dry and so dull. I don't think I can watch it again because even though it's about two hours, I think it's about two hours and five minutes or something, it feels about five hours long. It's really, it's really dreary at times, but go and read the book possibly. I've heard it's good, so that's where the crawdads sing in cinemas now. Then after this, I watched Bruce Almighty, and I remember watching this, but I can't believe that was last Sunday, because it feels like it was just yesterday, but that was a week ago almost. So yeah, Bruce Almighty, classic film. Love Jim Carrey, love that film. After this, the day after, I watched Art... Okay, how do I even say this i think it's rise raw revolt it's on netflix it's a hindi film right it's just shortened to triple r okay so r r r and let me tell you that is one of the most bonkers films i think i've ever seen right a lot of people have been talking about this film because it just came out a few months back and it's three hours long or it's a three hour long hindi film but it's insane right the budget i don't know what the budget was but all of the animals CGI, I think a very small team of people created this film and did all the CGI work for it, but Jesus Christ, it's so daft and so preposterous, it's remarkable it's actually incredible so i gave it four stars because i don't usually like hindi films or bollywood i'm not the biggest fan but this was it was crazy right it takes about three quarters of an hour just for the goddamn title to appear and then there's everything from a weird dance montage a weird song that keeps repeating itself there's so much action everything's on fire at times if you want to see a guy run through a jungle with basically broken legs i don't know how he's running through it. okay he's on the shoulders of his best friend his 
brother, essentially. And then they jump around. One of them gets a bow and arrow. He shoots it. It's on fire. Then he flips off of a tree, lands on a motorbike, then flips onto a horse, and then everything's exploding. It's mental, right? It's absolutely mental. I cannot stress that enough. It's not for everybody. Trust me. It's definitely not for me either, but... I loved it. I had a great time with that. So, RRR, Netflix right now. Go and check it out. It's f***ing ridiculous. Anyway, after this, I watched another Netflix film, Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie. I don't know if this was any good. I didn't finish it. I only got about three quarters of the way through. I like the cast because I saw it on Netflix advertised and I saw that Natasha Lyonne was in it and I love her, but... Yeah, I didn't really, it didn't really seem that funny to me, but I don't know, maybe it is just trying to be more mystery than comedy, but with a cast full of comedic actors, I feel like it should have been funnier. So anyway, that's Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie. Then after this, when I was editing, I watched The Joneses. I've never heard of this film before. I've heard of Keeping Up With The Joneses, I've heard of Indiana Jones, never heard of The Joneses. Apparently it's a weird satirical comedy, but I didn't really find that funny either so yeah I don't really know what I was watching honestly I wasn't even watching it properly I just had it on in the background but it was there so I'm technically counting it don't sue me Amber Heard was in that though so f*** that movie it's trash anyway after this the day after I watched Kajillionaire I haven't seen this since it came out in the cinemas and I think this movie's pretty good I think it's all right it's not the greatest thing ever and I've seen other films tackle a subject like this better but Kajillion, it's a weird indie scam artist kind of film. I think Evan Rachel Wood's very good. Gina Rodriguez is fantastic. And the story overall is quite fun. I think there's some great scenes in there too. But yeah, Kajillion, again, it was just on TV. I thought I'd stick it on and watch it. But anyway, this was the 26th of July. And this was a very important day because three years ago to the day, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. One of my favourite films, possibly my second favourite film of all time, just behind Top Gun Maverick, of course. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to rewatch Once Upon a Time. I basically talked along with every single word of dialogue. It is fantastic. My favourite Tarantino, even though all of his films are fantastic. But yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, terrific film. Go and watch that right now. Then after this, I watched Ted 2. I love the Ted films. I think Ted 2 is really funny. I don't think it is as good as the first, but some great moments in there. What is the one... Okay, there's one line Mark Wahlberg says that always... It just lives in my head rent-free. When Ted is deciding to have a baby, and then Mark Wahlberg just says something like, you want Flesh Gordon to father your child? <laughs> and I'm like, that just lives in my head. I don't know why, it's just so good. But yeah, some really, really funny moments in this film. It's so outrageous as well. It's really near the knuckle, but love Ted, love Mark Wahlberg, love Seth MacFarlane. I love these films. So... After this, the day after, 27th, I went to the cinema again to watch The Railway Children Return. The sequel everybody's been dying for, alright, everybody that watched the first Railway Children back in the 70s must have thought, you know what, it, wait a minute, don't tell me it's almost 50 years, no, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. When did The Railway Children come out? Railway Children, 1970, holy sh Oh my god, 52 years later. I mean, that's got to be one of the biggest gaps between sequels, surely. 52 years, that is mental anyway. Yeah, I didn't like it. So after all that, it was bad. It's just not my thing, right? It's really not my kind of thing. I remember watching the first Railway Children years ago, and this one just kind of did the same thing. It wasn't really the greatest thing I've ever seen, but some decent performances. I'm not a fan of kids anyway, but... 
yeah, it was kind of sweet and sentimental at times, but I just I didn't do anything for me. So that's in cinemas now, don't bother. Anyway, after this, I watched That Awkward Moment, and I'd forgotten about this film and how it's pretty much just 90 minutes of sleeping with people. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was fine. I mean, this was kind of the time when all these films were getting made, so 21 and over, Bad Neighbours, that awkward moment. They're all in that same comedy Venn diagram, so it's kind of like if you like one, you'll like them all, but this was fine. I think the cast is great. I like Miles Teller, I like Michael B. Jordan, I like Imogen Poots, and I like Zac Efron, so it's, it's, it's okay. Anyway, after this, I watched Girl in the Picture. So this is on Netflix. This is a new documentary, and it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. I mean, you know what Netflix are like. They never do nice documentaries. It's always something really tragic and harrowing. And this was definitely one of the most harrowing things I've seen because it just kept getting worse and worse. It's not a TV docuseries like most of their stuff has been, but it's a one hour 46 documentary film. And it's about, I don't want to give away too much, but back in the 90s, okay, I think she died. There was a hit and run in 1990 and a young girl was killed, she was only 20, and from there it's a question of who is this girl and why was she killed, and then all of a sudden the truth and these secrets start to unravel because the girl they thought it was, the girl that it was identified as, turns out that wasn't her actual name, and there's rumours that she was kidnapped, and it's terrible, like it's really bad, it made me cry, it made me cry so much at the end, um, it's, it's a really impactful and terrifying documentary but girl in the picture is well worth a watch right it's not for everybody definitely but it's yeah it's bad but it's really it's really well made um so i had a great time with it even though it yeah it made me cry a lot so anyway after this i watched mission impossible 4 ghost protocol love that name love ghost protocol i think that's one of the most badass subtitles in the history of cinema and i love this film i think it's one of the best well look I love all of the Mission Impossible films, you know, two's, eh, but the rest of them are fantastic, but I do think, even though this is one of the best, they just get better and better, so Rogue Nation after this was better, and Fallout is the best action film of all time, except for Top Gun Maverick, so basically, if your film has Tom Cruise in it, it's guaranteed to be one of the best, so Mission Impossible 4, go and watch it, it's mental, but it's great. Then, the day after this, I watched Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, I was feeling a bit of a Marvel binge again coming on, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch Shang-Chi because it's been a while and 4K looks fantastic in that film. Love Tony Lung, love Simu Liu. I just love that film. It's fantastic. After this, I watched Paddington. Love Paddington. It's very innocent, very sweet. Not as good as the second one because the second Paddington is arguably the greatest sequel. Well, look, it was the greatest sequel of all time until the next film, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> right? So Top Gun just wins everything. Top Gun wins life. I realised I missed Tuesday again, so Top Gun Tuesday did not happen, but Top Gun Thursday happened, so we're all good. I think maybe next I might have to do Top Gun Maverick Monday, but that's just a bit of a mouthful. So, Top Gun Maverick, incredible. I cried my eyes out so much that time. It just, it hit me, right, it hit me like a freight train. But anyway, moving on from that, the final day of the week, right, finally, because I've watched so goddamn much. I watched this film while I was editing called Deadly Cuts. It's on Netflix. It's about an Irish uh, hairdressing salon place. I don't know what the hell was happening. I thought it'd be funny because I quite like Irish humour and I like the accents, but yeah, it didn't didn't do anything for me. So that was deadly cuts. Don't bother. After this though, okay, in the daytime, I was like, what the hell should I watch? Because I was really struggling with trying to find a new film to watch. And then I realised there is a ton of movies out this week that you can watch. So I'll get onto that. But then I was thinking, what should I rewatch? 
And then I thought, you know what, it's got to be Blade, because when I watched Shang-Chi, it was either going to be that or Blade. So I thought, you know what, today's the day, I'm going to watch Blade again. God damn it, I love that film. I've only seen it four times now. I saw it three times last year at the cinema. This is my first time watching it at home. The 4K quality is insane. It's a very fun film, very action-packed. Love the music, love the design, love everything about it. Right, Blade, Wesley Snipes is iconic, fantastic, love it. After this, final film of the week I watched was Jack Reacher. So again, Tom Cruise, love it. Same year, no, year after to Mission Impossible 4. This was in 2012, so 10 years ago. And even though I haven't read the Jack Reacher novels, and I'm sure Tom Cruise is too small to be Jack Reacher, but I like his performance in it, and I like the film. So yeah, that's Jack Reacher. And with that, that wraps up the films of the week. What TV shows have I watched? I watched season two of Nathan For You. That has, oh my god, there was one episode, right? Just go and watch. I think it might have been the second episode of... You know, I'm going to check. Second episode of season two. No, I tell a lie. It's the first episode, okay? It's the first episode of season two. Go and watch that episode because it is so funny, okay? There's one sketch all about a realtor, and he wants to market this realtor as a 100% ghost-free house realtor. But then eventually, they go into one house, and then they hire in an exorcist guy, and he comes in and says, there's definitely presences in here. So he has to perform an exorcism on it. And it's so ridiculous what happens and how he's basically exercising (laughs) this poor woman who's the realtor. And she just comes out with the most crazy things. Nathan just looks at her. And it is so amazingly funny how this show just writes itself. I mean, look, I don't know if everything is scripted because it definitely feels as though some of it is scripted. But other parts, like seeing everybody else's reaction to what Nathan says, that seems very genuine. But in this episode, it's just so outrageous, but incredible. So go and watch Nathan For You. Go and watch Season 2, Episode 1. Amazing. Apart from that, what other TV shows have I seen? I don't honestly think I've watched anything else. Because I haven't binged anything, because I've been watching films and also editing. Oh, here you go. Go and listen to the latest episode I uploaded on Friday, The Future of Marvel featuring Grace, because we recorded that review and it took me almost a week to edit it because it was so challenging doing a two-person podcast but i hope you enjoyed that there should be more of that to come in the future hopefully but yeah apart from that i haven't watched any other tv shows so with that i guess the last thing to say is well i know the last thing to say is what you can watch this week so let me i feel like i should have made a list for this because there is so much netflix has a new tv series out which i'm looking forward to watching and that is called keep breathing so this stars melissa barrera and it's about a survival thriller thing a plane crashes and she has to survive that sounds pretty good to me also on netflix you can watch a new series called uncoupled i thought this was going to be a movie at first but it stars neil patrick harris as a recently single guy who wants to get back into dating even though he's in his 40s so yeah it's not really my thing but maybe i'll give it a episode or two to see what it's like the most hated man on the internet that's also on netflix rogue agent that's a film on netflix you can also watch not okay on disney plus and hulu in the states i've just finished watching that today so i can't technically talk about it until next week but i feel like doing a review for that because I think it's very interesting. I think it started off hilarious. There's some really, really funny moments. Got a little bit uh, jumbled in the middle there, but by the end, I thought it was good again, but not okay. That's on Disney+. Plus. Go and check that out right now. Also, you can watch... I don't even know what you can watch. Uh, Amazon Prime has a new Stranger Things-esque show out called Paper Girls. So, basically, a gender-swapped Stranger Things. Don't really know what that's going to be like. Cinemas now. I've got cinemas. Jesus Christ. DC League of Super Pets. Why? 
just why. Next Wednesday as well, Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, a great cast, right? Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Terry Henry, Jerry King, Michael Shannon, Logan Lerman, so many people. Sandra Bullock, oh my god, I almost forgot. How could you forget Sandra Bullock here? Come on. Anyway, yeah, Bullet Train, that's out on Wednesday. And is that it? Uh, Resurrection, that's in cinemas in the US right now. It's coming on to premium video on demand next week, which I'm very excited about because Rebecca Hall stars in that, and I love Rebecca Hall, and I've heard it's meant to be very good. So, Resurrection, that is. I think that's... I mean, look, you've also got Nope. All right, Nope is out in cinemas in the US right now. It's not out here until middle of August, which is annoying, but that's Jordan Peele's new film, so you can go check that out. I'm totally not jealous. 13 Lives, that's in select cinemas right now, and it's on Amazon Prime from next week. That's Ron Howard's new film. TV-wise, I think Harley Quinn Season 3 just started, possibly. Yeah, July 28th, that aired. Uh, that's meant to be very good. haven't watched any of that, though. Uh, there's a new Pretty Little Liars as well, which is meant to be very good. So, yeah, it's it's a very busy time, but also I feel like there's nothing to watch. Plenty to talk about, seemingly plenty to watch as well. Scream has just released on Paramount Plus. Honor Society, that's on Paramount Plus as well. Yeah, there's, there's so much, right, but then again, nothing at all. So, with that, I believe I'm done. I've been Kieran, and oh my god, film of the month for July. I forgot to do this. Honestly, I don't know, and it may have to be... It may have to be the film that I watched today, not okay, because out of everything... Okay, RRR was fantastic, sure, but I don't think it is going to be my film of the month, but, you know, not okay might be the best, but then again, I still had some issues with it, so, oh god, I don't know. I, I don't know, look, I've still got one day left of July, but by the time this gets uploaded, it will be the final day. So, as a placeholder, I will maybe update this next week, but Not Okay is my film of the month. TV show of the month, The Bear, maybe, or uh, The Rehearsal, which Nathan Fielder does, maybe that, so yeah. Anyway, goodbye, I'm done. I've been Kieran, this has been Weekly Watchlist number 30, and I shall speak to you in the very next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>